Paul, what part could we play in the battle against the enemy? Oh, fifth columnist. <laughs> Just um, straight to traitor. Sides. <laughs> Do you know what? Fuck it. I've already given up on the idea of being useful to this society. So maybe <laughs> in uh, a cog in the great Soviet machine would um would suit me better. I mean, we would. I think we'd be outed by the sun for being communist prize anyway, regardless. <laughs> because once or twice we've said that welfare is a good idea. Guys, so. <laughs> maybe we should work together, commie. Oh. <laughs> We're all going to fight mm. this thing individually. And um, <laughs> some of us have decided to not fight it and just go about their normal daily lives. Well, that sounds irresponsible. Well, fucking <laughs> look at Groucho Marx over here. I think you got the wrong Marx brother. <laughs> I don't think he was one of the Marx brothers, actually. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it depends which Marx you're talking about. <laughs> did, did Carl have any brothers and were they hilarious? We'll never know. <laughs> History is fuck. There's a Marx quote about history, and I don't know it. Spicy. It's spicy. It's spicy as finger-licking good. Carmel Sanders. One good thing, the podcast is not only wrong, it's dead. <laughs> I'm Paul Corpse. Oh god, I'm Paul Vasion USA. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good wrestling name. <laughs> Start learning immediately. Pulvasion. <laughs> You're ready for the Pulvasion! <laughs> then I come out. <laughs> you come out in a t-shirt and jeans. Hi everyone. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I will destroy you and take you back to your mama's house. All right. <laughs> right, dickhead. <laughs> Didn't order a dickhead, did I? <laughs> What's this? Nobeds are us. <laughs> Ow. You hit me hard. <laughs> Speaking of strenuous physical activity, it's time to get back down the history hole. And the history hole. We've plopped back to 1952 for a Cold War drama so good it enjoyed the cooperation of the US civil defense. That's how you know you've got a daring piece of cinema. <laughs> Michael Bay would be proud. Oh, Christ. It's Alfred E. Green's Invasion USA. Repeat. Emergency announcement. Unidentified planes approaching New York. The red alert is on. War or no war, people have to eat and drink. And make love. Not to be yeah. mistaken for Chuck Norris's 1985 action camp fest that has a far more nuanced understanding of a communist invasion. <laughs> Green had a long history of making propaganda films in the war and other genre films of the 30s and 40s. Films such as More Than a Secretary, The League of <laughs> Frightened Men, Let's oh. Get Married, Female Correspondent, and The <laughs> Fabulous Dorseys. And Run for Your Wife. <laughs> and Run for Your Wife. It was a late entry, uh, but he did bring half of his address book of ancient men. Which we all really appreciate. <laughs> he is best known for the Jolson, uh, the Jolson story, which actually won some Academy Awards. Best racism. <laughs> oh, never actually heard about that film. No, nor have I. I assume it's about Al Jolson and his uh, cultural appropriation. So, oh. congrats, Pal Jolson, I call him. He did it very well. Uh, the film seems to have been a moderate critical success and grossed a million dollars. Did it? 
<laughs> yeah, which back in the day, Aww. I mean, Jesus. I mean, n- that now. <laughs> I mean, now That's... that would pay for catering for um, Malcolm McDowell alone. <laughs> just, just his trailer. You could just transfer that to that. And then that's that's not taken care of. You didn't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about McDowell and his appetites anymore. <laughs> uh, yes, his destructive appetites. <laughs> so poor, you sixth columnist. Oh, they never saw it coming. Oh, bombs of <laughs> bombs of a. <laughs> oh no, it's the Dracula nation is in, is invading. <laughs> Ooh. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> bring him, bring back Vlad. Why did we trust the Dracula nation? <laughs> Let oh. it into the EU and everything. Never had a good feeling about the human rights. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to reach, extend the olive branch of peace to the Dracula Nation, <laughs> and just hope for one second that they won't be the Dracula Nation. <laughs> Some people are going to see this as a thinly veiled commentary on something. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> We're genuinely like most things that comes out come out of our mouth. It's nonsense. <laughs> there is no subtext here whatsoever. So, no. what's one thing about Invasion USA that made you want to buy bonds? Where, where was where was John Wayne in 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 the nineteen hundred in the nineteen fifties? Was he born yet? Because <laughs> he was already forty seven hundred. Because if not, his dad is in this. Which one is the Wayne Senior? Is the uh? He's, he's got a ranch down in Texas. Oh, Colonel uh, Sanders, right? He's got to get down a down <laughs> in Texas, and he's got his wife and kids there. And this is my very, son, very Turgatai. Cowboy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's got to go a raping and a pillaging. <laughs> a raping and, um, and a pillaging. Well, I, what was and Wayne? And what about that rapine? I don't know where... <laughs> rapine! I don't know what <laughs> Wayne was up to in the um, 50s. He's mainly known for his... Who fucking um, knows? <laughs> he was mainly known for his great war films in the four- 50s and the westerns and earlier and such. Oh, this is yeah. around Searcher's time, actually. That was 56, I think. So he's still got some legendary pieces of cinema to appear in to so, stagger through. Okay. So he saw Invasion USA and went, oh, great. I think I've got a new voice I want to try out. <laughs> oh, fuck try me. the sound for size. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens in John Wayne's Invasion USA? Oh, some some capitalist American heroes yeah. walk into a bar. And um, <laughs> they, they, they muck around a bit drinking and, and shooting the shit. And then a news reporter comes in and um, asks their names and addresses and pin codes. And then he asks them finally... <laughs> Um, what what do they think about um, the the means of production in in America? Yeah, and they've got some. Answers. And they fucking hate it. They've got. Um, this is incidentally after there was an, a credit for mechanical effects. Oh boy, what's that going to include? <laughs> but yes, we meet our heroes. We've got Colonel Sanders who works on a ranch and thinks that there's too much government in our business. Well, there's too much government and business already. Which the YouTube commentators <laughs> on the episode on the film I was watching really seem to agree with. Missing the point <laughs> of the film. Um, Good to know, yes. <laughs> Mr. Bland is a California industrialist who thinks that too much of our money is going to Europe. Let's get it done, everyone. Get it finished. Craft <laughs> <laughs> factories, that's communism. They tried that on me last week, but I told them where to get off. American Gal is a socialite who doesn't want to be drafted because it will ruin her nails. I worked in a factory for a while during the last war. It ruined my hands, so I quit. <laughs> Classic. I get that. I get it. I get it. Uh, Bud Mann is a congressman <laughs> and the voice of the people. He bloody hates communism, so but also taxes. People telling you what they're for, what they're against. Let me tell you what they're against. They're against communists. 
Yes, sir, they want communism destroyed wherever it rears its ugly head. Another thing the people don't like is war. No, sir, they don't like war at all. They don't want it. Another thing the people don't like are these high taxes. Sending all that money to Europe. Mm. Yeah. Taxes are communism. Yeah, so it yeah. tracks. And then we've got yeah. John Protagonist, uh, who is supposedly <laughs> a newscaster and therefore doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> but uh, they're all going to get... Like he's like us. They're going to get creeped out by the other guy in the bar, Billy in the eyes, uh, who <laughs> menacingly swirls his brandy at them and, and yeah. uh, talks about things that might be in the near future. Yes. Labor wants more consumer products in a 30-hour week. The college boy wants a stronger army and a deferment for himself. The businessman wants a bigger Air Force and a new Cadillac. The housewife wants security and an electric dishwasher. But yes, they, uh, they do notice something big is going on because the newsreader seems to be adjusting his tie slightly. <laughs> I want to hear this! <laughs> yeah, after, after madly t- uh, scrabbling to turn it off earlier. <laughs> now it's, it's fine, because listen to the music. Um, <laughs> communists are invading. The no! enemy's here. Yes, they've dropped some stock footage on various Alaskan airstrips. But we've got yeah. some stock footage of our own, Johnny Communist. <laughs> Try this on for size. It's <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla. Wait, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? Look, anything at this stage, it's, it's got to work because the enemy are here and they're dropping, yeah. they're dropping atom bombs on America. Oh, no. That, aren't, that are almost as good as the American atom bombs. <laughs> They well, say. Yeah, and the president, in return to this, in, in response to this, announces another day of infamy. <laughs> Get more infamy, everyone. <laughs> another lesser day of infamy. You know what communists are like. Um, <laughs> Not as good the, infamy. The president who is filmed side-on yeah. whilst giving his announcements. <laughs> it was um, fucking Roosevelt again, and his polio spread to the other side of his face, and it's like, you could probably level with the American people. You're quite popular. No, only film me from the right from now on. <laughs> Uh, it melted clean off. <laughs> he, um, we all know Polio. Cut to the newsroom where the cameraman is following the press team, getting the telegrams, and then <laughs> running them all the way to the newscaster. Um, it's who, the, it was an announces... early attempt at that Sky News thing where you can see the office in the background. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> get the one idea guy yet. carrying because 70 we... millimeter. Because <laughs> we all know that, computer, that uh, screens, windows, weren't invented until the 90s. Yeah, everything. This is just hell for people. But yeah, we get several messily edited stock footage dogfights later, and the bar patrons decide perhaps they ought to go home. They've been here for several days. Yeah. Let's. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to to insert city that's definitely <laughs> definitely obliterated by now. Yeah. Oh, one um, of them does say, "This is it, the final game of the World Series, and we're the home team." Yeah, that's similar stakes. <laughs> that's a, that's a good analogy. <laughs> You just don't get baseball, Paul. Because you know if the home team loses, then the whole place gets fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's, it's actually... It's way more dangerous to play at home. It's uh, (laughs) it's the lesson you can take from that. Nobody did it, and that's why we only play football in the ocean now. So... So, Mr. On dolphins. On dolphins. It's very difficult. takes a lot of time to coordinate. (laughs) And we lose 10,000 spectators a year. So... The American way. (laughs) It's worth it to beat the commies. Mr. Bland and Colonel <laughs> Sanders try to fly out to a lot of destinations that have already been nuked. Um, yeah. But Colonel Sanders knows a guy who's got all the angles, but maybe this isn't the time for <laughs> angles. <laughs> just maybe you're right. Just sides at this stage. <laughs> Endless sides. So with that, they turn around and ask the, um, the 
a travel agent person at the airport if they can get to this place? Yes, you can. Oh. <laughs> that's fine. Do you want to tell that woman who went off crying? No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. So <laughs> she she's fine. Her husband's definitely dead. Um, <laughs> but they all don't... the men at once they flinch to help her. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you saw this. Yes, but they each of them extend a hand, no matter how far back in the queue they are. <laughs> Tenth guy back, like Rosette. Like, oh. oh, there's a dame. <laughs> Dame, she dame. might swoon any second. Dame. <laughs> Oi, love, let me comfort you, you slag. So, um, oh, best half for nothing. They actually do end up driving out of there, but a lot of bombs are dropped all around them. So eventually, they reluctantly agree to gently pull over to the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. You got it, buddy. So, the yeah, enemy... they go to Cabby and shout at him until he does it instead. <laughs> He's with Cabby with the most bored look on his face you've ever seen in your life. So the enemy have landed troops and they are infiltrating every single level of this plot. <laughs> we go to Mr. Bland, who's got back to his factory and they try to get him mm-hmm. to uh, make tanks for them. But he punches yeah. his way. He tries to punch his way out of a gunfight after several of his own men have tried to do the same. Uh, but it just doesn't work. If only he were Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's, his yeah. superpower is pushing people over and running out of a room. <laughs> Le- valuable lesson learned this is like 30 years before the, the commas invaded america as well <laughs> surely that would have been in the papers or something monstrous monstro man monstro man <laughs> everything fine death. says paper so <laughs> there's a communist who who very reasonably um explains um the, <laughs> the callous profiteering of the tank man but he's immediately punched <laughs> by a big american boy um, oh no yeah then they do they get yeah. their, they get their Come, they get their comeuppance by the commies. <laughs> well, so they should. So that's Mr. Bland dead. Colonel Sanders dies when the Hoover Dam is exploded. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, American Gal and John protagonist start dating. Gal becomes a nurse at a blood drive, yeah. whilst John tries to sign up to the military, but there's just no call for him. Hey, maybe you could work <laughs> as a nurse as well. No, damn it! I need a gun! <laughs> I've got a 50s body and everything. Don't make me... Don't... <laughs> Push me down. Don't make me breathe out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um not not mentioned um in your amazing plot description, but um American Gal and oh, yeah. um Mr. Bland were were an item. Oh, they are now. Um, yeah. The s- oh, so no, they were. Mis- Mr. Bland. Yeah. The second he left the bar to go home to San Francisco, <laughs> Johnny Newsman max onto her, and yeah. they are. She instantly forgets about him, so it's just as well that he dies. Yeah. Fuck um, it. Fuck me. Um, yeah, incidentally, we've described a lot of this now and mentioned stuff like the Hoover Dam exploding. Try and imagine all of this playing out in three sets, one car, four facial expressions, and a lot of stock footage. It's fantastic. It's just like that bit from Gangs of New York when um, the rioters spread through the city. <laughs> Precisely as tense. A, a cartoon explosion gets dropped on New York. It's just like London during the Blitz, some guy says. We you know what? Yeah, it's, it's like this. <laughs> it's like this city getting bombed the shit out of. We don't need a, an analogy to understand this. <laughs> so the, the the cabbie in the front row going, oh, right. <laughs> Fuck, and then just start swerving. <laughs> oh, God, um, but back at Congress, Bud Mann demands that all industries be used for the war effort. By God, this factory was made to make hula hoops and hula hoops it shall make. I don't care how many major <laughs> cities get nuked. The American way. Get out of my life, government. <laughs> Any hula hoops out of there. <laughs> Say what you want about him. He makes a good hula hoop. <laughs> the best in the country. <laughs> hey, commies, get this. And he hulas them to death. 
God. He was right. The key Individualism. Was the... <laughs> Take this. Great, our greatest weakness. <laughs> no. Take this, drones. Such exact, such dancing would never be permitted in communist Russia. <laughs> I don't know what to make. I'm so titillated. <laughs> Those hips make me sick. <laughs> the swirling um, is like the endless repetition of the capitalist system. So... <laughs> After a cunning attempt at infiltrating Washington. 183rd, that, that's an Illinois outfit, ain't it? Yes. Yes, Chicago, Illinois. You ever go see the Cubs play? Cubs? Uh, cub is a young animal, a bear. Sergeant the guard! Sergeant the guard! Hi, I am American. Oh, uh, yeah? Where <laughs> you come from? Chicago, Illinois, United States. Ah, <laughs> do you ever see the Cubs? A cub? Why, that's a baby bear, fellow American. Like the kind you find in Siberian waste. I'm turning into Keanu Reeves. Who definitely wasn't doing a Siberian accent in the film Siberia. Pittor. Keanu, can you not? <laughs> but uh, well, I put so much effort. You're playing them. You're John. Your name's John. Whoa. This could still do so, it very quietly. Whoa. So it turns out they didn't need to do any of this because they just shoot everyone and it's fine. Um, Loads of them. It's fine for them. Uh, Bud Man and his mates try to run past some pictures of hallways, but it's just no use. Uh, they all get gunned down. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the end of the American government. Yep, that's that one. So, John Protagonist tries to take to the radio in order to applaud the local women and children for showing initiative and fighting the enemy and dying for their country. Aren't those similar tactics to the ones the Nazis employed in the last few days of the Reich? No, it's hero tactics. <laughs> Send in the children. It's hero t- <laughs> No, the children want to this time because it's yeah. American, the American way, eagles. <laughs> when they um, believe in their country, it's because it's beautiful. When the, the Hitler Youth did it, it's because they've been brainwashed. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's the that's the main difference, actually, between <laughs> any of this. And, and then Johnny Newsman is, is captured. He and is. He's, and he's shot, but he's not, actually. He's, he's fine. Oh, no. He tricked his two Russian soldier <laughs> captors. I tricked them into letting me come back here. What's that? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> hey, take that! Oh, god damn it! <laughs> now listen, doll. Yeah, he punches the big one, <laughs> and the the other one from his chair with a glass of whiskey in hand yeah. just goes, "Oh, fuck off!" and shoots him. Yeah, we have a gun. Um, we still have a gun. <laughs> just because you yeah. punched one of us doesn't mean you can have a lengthy conversation with your girlfriend before I shoot you. Maybe save was the speech. This, for was after. this your plan? <laughs> Isn't what, it? As you, no, you're dying, so you, I need an answer on this. Was this your plan to punch <laughs> one of them? And then describe and then, the rest and then of the plan. Stand in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> you bat to me. The only guy in the room with a gun. So, when the enemy took over the radio station, they did announce that the wealth should be taken from the elite ruling classes. No! <gasps> in taxes. <laughs> Workers shall be liberated over my dead body. <laughs> so, yeah, John Protagonist is dead, and American Gal jumps out the bloody window. But it turns out it was yeah, all a what? classic brandy dream. Uh, that Billy in the <laughs> Billy in the eyes hypnotized them all, but uh, it's still not enough for the barkeep to believe he's a fraud. I tells you, am I? Oh my God, he's over there now! <laughs> Ow! It's clearly a genius. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> We've all just been staring at your band brandy glass for the last ninety minutes. <laughs> like idiots. But look, they all they all learn their lesson, of course. We must sacrifice some of our personal interests and economic freedoms for the greater good of the state. It's the only way to defeat communism. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? So 
they they all, they all decide that what they actually need to do um mr bland goes off to to build tanks now yep um, take on government work into his factory and so for the needs of the state yep to let the go- yeah let the to yeah to let the government control the kind of, of control what he wants to do so he can prepare for war yeah. um just before he goes he realizes that in this hypno dream that uh johnny newsman and american gal yeah. fell in love Oh. And if that's what they want, then God bless you and good luck to you both. Off yeah. I go. Did he hypnotize them and... into falling into love? Maybe. The end. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? Um, let's all go prepare for war. Which way's the blood bank, says American gal. I'll show you, says Johnny Newsman, uh, very sexily. And the final line, as the triumphant music swells, is, Father of our country, George Washington said, to be prepared for war is one of the most effectual ways of preserving peace. Da, 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 da. <laughs> a classy oh. entertainment film incidentally just before that Stephen Seagal showed up and he said I'll take you to the bank blood, <laughs> blood bank oh great that's exactly oh, where good. I'm going <laughs> great thank you oh you're muscly <laughs> at this stage that's the last time he was muscly guys <laughs> 52 <laughs> yeah so what an interesting little contradictory film this is it was, it was so funny and weird um, it was fairly it wasn't you know, compared to the other History Hole films, you know, it's yeah. not Manos or... Um, the Holos. Oh, it, and it's not as confusing as a Glen or Glenda. But... No. It was um, and it, very amusingly... Um, what would you call it? Uh, just in terms of its abject uh, rejection of communism and all of its tenets, it was very... Uh, what was the fucking, like... Chest-thumping, you know? Just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so... It was so dense in the way it went about it that there was yeah. a really long time there where I thought, I can't tell if they're if they're just equivocating between communism and capitalism here because they were so <laughs> inept at deliver, delivering yeah. their pro-capitalist message that it, it, well, when it, they were just when the people were coming in and going, it is typical of the capitalist to to chase the dollar to make tanks when it's good for him to make tanks. I thought, yeah, that's me. I mean, true. that's the thing. This is not an this is not a pro-capitalist film. It's an anti-communist one. And it's yeah. advocating socialist measures for fighting communism. It's it's yeah. it is advocating for state control of things like, you know, that we should all sacrifice certain economic and social freedoms in the name of preparing for a worst case scenario, which would be communist invasion. Which, you know, yeah. it's interesting. It's certainly very pertinent right now when we're seeing largely right wing countries crying out for better services from their governments. You know, yeah, as a result of the coronavirus. So it's interesting the idea that when the chips are down and shit gets real, everybody's like, oh, actually, we do want a good government. Yeah. <laughs> want to look that's after not, us, that's not soci- That's not socialist, though. <laughs> that's, not, that's, just, that's just looking after people. What we're going to call it is state-sponsored capitalism. Yeah. Run by the state and mediated by the state. <laughs> it, did have this, it did seem to have the same sort of thought process, didn't it, of, of going, okay, this, this is what we need. Finally, we figured it out. This is the American way. Yeah, um, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure this is declared to be. <laughs> it's a very poorly argued piece. Um, yeah, with a wonderful gung ho, um, mm. like warmongering message at the end. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it but but it meant that I, I really enjoyed the final five minutes, mm. um, and everything else was fairly dull. There was a some lot of stock footage. interesting moments. Yeah, I I liked everything that was original footage. I liked the character stuff. I was. It's fairly, it's a good cross-section there. You know, how would an invasion of an Amer- of America affect, you know, your average rancher, your, um, yeah. 
your congressman, your average oil tycoon, your office oil tycoon, your average, you know, uh, factory worker uh, or manager. It's interesting to see yeah. those sort of things affected. And if the message was these are the reasons why communism would be bad because of its impact on the way our economy works, you know, blah blah blah, then it does yeah. pick good targets for that. Yeah, as a subset of society and the industrial and the sort of high society woman, but. Yeah. I'd I'd have liked more time with just a working man because yes the main none of the main characters were working class they're all own business owners and yeah. um the rancher gets killed um self employees yeah gets killed in a dam explosion so he gets killed in a battle it's not like you know he starves to death because of the horrors of you know a small elite group harvesting all of the resources you know so yeah yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of places there where thought could have been put into it and things <laughs> fleshed out. Um, especially because it's only seventy minutes long. It oh, Jesus, yeah. Could have, it, it could have easily yeah. uh, benefited from some character development. Yeah, but um, didn't seem like the style at the time. No, it was <laughs> well, you know, from the films that we've watched from the period. <laughs> wonderful character-driven yeah, all films being made all the way through every decade but yeah citizen kane was 68 minutes long <laughs> and then they put in that song um a certain man to get it over the 70 minute mark <laughs> so it's officially feature length <laughs> awesome Wells was a genius but um <laughs> truly truly but yeah it's as as a piece of propaganda it's wonderfully of its time as a piece of entertainment it's not great <laughs> it's <laughs> It's hard to see. I mean, the big draw would have been, come and see how your country might be deconstructed by, you know, a communist yeah. invasion and playing into, you know, anxieties like that. But, yeah, it's it's hard to see too many places where the audience would have sort of relatable um, connections yeah. to the drama that's going on. I don't want that happening at my factory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have been... Those, those films seem like the kind of... The, the sort of, this could happen to you scenario. Yeah, and finger comes out it, the screen. It, yeah, um, it de- it definitely has that feel of a public service announcement. Oh, it was. Um, I mean, it was practically yeah. paid for by the Ministry of War. By the not the Ministry of War. That's ours. What do I call it? The <laughs> Defense, Civil Defense, U.S. Civil Defense Department. So, yeah, no, it was, okay, it, this very is, effective. Yeah, it's definitely propaganda. Really, it, it's harmless enough and kind of funny enough at this stage. This far removed yeah. from the actual conflict. Yeah, yeah. so many decades on for the Red Scare. You're, um, <laughs> Now we are just, the, it, Russians are the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just sort of learns to they they do the chest beating, the chest thumping still, but then they yeah. go, ah, let's all get on with our lives until tomorrow when we've <laughs> got another paper to release. <laughs> it's not the most compellingly entertaining film, but it has certain aspects of interest, especially if you're interested in sort of American Cold War attitudes. Um it's worth checking mm. out to see what this side of the argument looked like. Um, particularly this close to the war, because obviously a lot of Cold War discourse focuses on the 60s. You know, this is early 50s yeah. Red Scare stuff. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I for- you forget how quickly tables and favours <laughs> change. Um, we did it, friend! After... <laughs> and then they hug. <laughs> they hug, and then they come apart and both reach for their guns. <laughs> <laughs> they hug, and then they each try and see who can suffocate <laughs> the other one first. Oh, just keeps getting tighter. Friend, friend, friend! <laughs> <laughs> buddy you're not gay are you <laughs> germany's just like oh, i'll just go on then no you don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah we haven't finished fucking you over first so yeah um yeah that's that shall we quick fire yeah let's okay quick fire. 
Um, I really like the the opening dis- discussion where they're all talking about their take on economics. It was just a, a very obt- uh, uh, like obtuse. Well, I think that there's too much business and go- uh, government in business, and the other the person just 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 giving their their one line yeah. that is, is the archetype of the the person they are. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, it was just. Is this a play for kids? Is what I wrote <laughs> um, because everybody kept entering from the same, you know, from the stage left. Yeah, and and they were occupying this one set. Yeah, well, um, I have a big city congressman just... who came here on his own. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, I like, I do like the shot of Billy in the eyes when we shoot him through his brandy glass and he's swirling yeah. it and he's kind of raised it. It was a dramatic kind of forties noir mm. shot. That was uh, yes, yeah. That was quite good and interesting. I mean, he looked like a straight up villain. Yeah, um, so he I was, was great. I was glad that he wasn't. I loved. I also him. liked him the most. Yeah, yeah. He um, was great. He was very menacing. I loved the way that he was quietly judging everyone in the bar, just when they're yeah. you know, there's too much business. There's too much government to business. To be honest, there's a bit too much business and government. You hear? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you hear what I'm saying now with the lobbyists? <laughs> what yeah. are their politics? So, um, <laughs> but yes, they were talking about, um, oh, there's just too much government in business. And he's like, oh, I'll toast that. Obviously taking the piss out of him, you know, and it's, he was yeah. an interesting little, uh, random card in the deck, in the deck. Yeah. The, the, the person who doesn't talk mm. is, is judging and thinking. Want to be most afraid I thought of. he was going to be a communist. <laughs> yes. I thought he was going to be. I wondered if he was like the insurgent, sort of... but no, he was the biggest capitalist of all. Yeah. He, he was. He was basically Uncle Sam. I love um, that. His role is the role I'd like to play in almost every team meeting at work. The quiet, menacing voice of reason. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. You always think... And it's just waiting for everyone else to realise they're wrong. <laughs> you always think that's you is the thing. Yeah, but you're actually... The, the general you. <laughs> you're actually, but then cut um... to you being like, no, 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 look, it's fine that we order this many staples on a monthly basis. Just <laughs> shut up, Brenda. It's not a problem, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always the person who, who very that, that becomes sarcastic the fastest. Yeah, you know what? Um, I just fucking did it in the group as well. Um, we've advocated using Zoom in the t- next team meeting that we have. And um, one of the people in the group uh, puts up an article from some rinky-dink paper saying actually Zoom is in a lot of trouble and is facing a lot of scrutiny due to security issues, so we might mm. get hacked. And my response is, yeah, we better not discuss any PIN numbers. <laughs> what the fuck are they going to get out of our team meeting? <laughs> oh, I yeah, see okay. one of their advocates is running low on post-its. We shall destroy their <laughs> decadent system. <laughs> Fake news on panic buying post-it notes. <laughs> yeah, Propagated uh, uh. by Soviet post-it manufacturer. <laughs> you lose, bitches. You beat you at your own games. Spine of Soviet Union. <laughs> Mine keeps okay. lapsing into a sort of Swedish surfer dude. <laughs> that's that's apotheosis. <laughs> it's like apex for both us and the communists to like. It's, it's the common ground we can finally meet on. There's a shot of a plane of, of these guys in an observation tower mm. in Alaska or somewhere, and the plane flies. Yeah, you know, it's, it's in shot, and then it sort of strafes upwards, and as it does, it looses a few bullets into the window yeah it looks really good yeah it did um it's dramatic coming out of the window as the mm. plane goes by yeah i like yeah. that um i also like the uh there's a shot of a plane 
And it's a tracking shot with the plane as it swoops down to shoot missiles at a city. Yeah. This is all stock footage. None of this was shot for this film. No. I mean, the window thing, their side of the window thing was, but the other side wouldn't have been. Um, yeah. But yeah, the plane launches missiles at this town, and it's like Apocalypse Now or Dunkirk, the way we're like tracking yeah. with the plane and kind of banking with the plane as well. It was, um, yeah, yeah, very, very dramatic. It was effective use of stock footage, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, for the most part. So it, it was it did get one dull. of the most seamless, I think, <laughs> that we've seen. Certainly more so than Ed Wood. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that was just nonsense. They didn't have anything to do with anything, really. Look at these tribal um, people. Could they be transgender? <laughs> um. Wish that was stock footage. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, cause it was that interspersed with, you know, shots of people in cockpits all, all, yeah. all cooped up in these mechanical artificial spaces. Mm. And it just, yeah, it was, it was just seamlessly done, I think. Mm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's one shot where the fucking newsman and American gal yeah. are they're falling in love in the bar. Yeah. And um, they're staring at each other. They're looking deeply into one another's eyes. And then you hear extra, extra. Yes. Enemies um, <laughs> land on American soil. And this news, this paper boy walks into the bar to announce this. Yeah. Stands between the two of them, like looks right down the lens. <laughs> Pauses for like two seconds and then goes back out saying extra, extra. The and the whole time, that? the two of them are just staring at each other. They don't break. <laughs> that was what amazing. What was he here for? Um, Why paper boys don't go into bars to do that? To bars are just sort of stare expectantly at you like buskers. <laughs> Jesus. Waiting um, for their nickel. And like, oh, fuck you, mister. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go hooking. So um, the attack on the dam I liked because there was clear, the stock footage was all rooted around clear objectives, which is that they want to destroy a dam, we want them not to. Mm. And so for the first time, there was like really good, you know, communication of goals there and and conflict. And consequently, I got invested and was like, oh, are they going to blow up the dam? Can the special effects team deal with such a thing? Can the mechanical operator, (laughs) the mechanical effect guy manage this? Not really, but it was still no, interesting. They, just, they had they just had to rely on stock footage of the dam blowing it. Well, it didn't blow it. I think they just pasted an explosion over the top of it. No, I was joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there's no stock footage of the Hoover Dam blowing up. Oh, oh. There wasn't that time. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called the Roosevelt Dam. <laughs> Hoover held it up himself, and it was like, oh, shit, we're naming it after this guy. <laughs> He's like Atlas. <laughs> When he did it with his dam. <laughs> you know what a distant world reality it is mm. that a country could decide to invade another country yeah. and stealth jets wouldn't be up their ass before they'd even walked out of their door. Yeah, you get the impression that the end of the world would have happened in like three minutes if that had happened yeah. now. <laughs> Why haven't they Putin used their would nukes leave his yet? house. Because it was yeah. back at because the, the the important thing here, I guess, is that this is before they've been able to launch their nukes effectively to anywhere yeah. in the world, because that would yeah. although they can't be far off of that because Cuban missile is nineteen sixty three, so but I mean yeah. in this film it's very much implied that you need to fly your nukes to the place to drop them still yeah I mean Cuban missile the Russians had to move their stuff to Cuba in order to be able to reach, reach American uh, soil reach America so it wasn't but, intercontinental um, yet. 
Yeah. Yeah. But the, like the the idea that anyone will be able to enter another country's airspace without jets immediately <laughs> strafing and, and like sending them spiraling to the ground. It's quaint. Oh, it's, it's, it's a quaint nuclear like, war. Yeah. Oh. Putin nowadays Putin would leave the house and the thermal imaging on his body would <laughs> denote that he just made the decision to nuke the West and, <laughs> and his brain so SWAT team would burst in. <laughs> just oh, You would be controlling them on the PS4. <laughs> Come on, everyone. We need your gamers' reflexes. Um, the supplies being parachuted. There's a bit where they get a supply plane. Parachute comes out the back of the plane, drags out, for the most part, the cargo it's carrying, and then a second... That parachute de- deploys, and another one ex- um, deploys as well in order to drag it out, and it was like a multi-stage supply crate drop. And it was just really interesting yeah. to watch. It was a really interesting little mechanical feat. I would like to mechanical understand mechanical that. <laughs> hmm. That's that. Them's them's mechanical awards. <laughs> they got just to to go back to your mm. opening the the podcast intro. Mm. The, the line is fantastic. Of, Do you remember what Senator Baker said when the military appropriations bill came up for vote? He said we could safely reduce our armed forces by half. He wasn't only wrong; he's dead. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Take that socialist. Not only pinko. was he wrong, but he is dead. <laughs> That's brilliant. Beautiful. Wonderful sentiment and thought. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy Castle as American Gal. She plays Thirst really well. Because she is just hungering for this guy. For Mr. Newscaster. <laughs> the dreamy looks, the occasional lines, yeah. my favourite of which is um Air Force doesn't want me. Army doesn't want me. Navy doesn't want me. I want you. Oh, thanks a whole hell of a lot. Let's do it right here. (laughs) There is a reference to making love, which I thought was a bit racy for the 1950s. People have still got to drink. They've still got to eat. They've still got to make love like this. And then it happens, yeah. (laughs) 50s lovemaking. (laughs) It's going to get hard eventually. (laughs) How do you do? Just got to stop drinking brandy for one second. (laughs) Well, how's this sort of thing? (laughs) Figure this. <laughs> How'd you like that? <laughs> Pow, right in the kisser. Kaboom! <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus. Stupid. It's like like in the Archie comics. Um, so. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she was good, actually. There's very much. Uh, I think I was, I was just scared before this because I had no one. And yeah. <laughs> now I'm. Eating you up with my eyes. Now sunshine. I'm ready for nuclear destruction. I'm so wet for the end of the world. <laughs> she, she said, she actually said that in the film. Check it out, it's on YouTube. My last one is just the, the way the shoulder, the shoulder, the way the, the soldier who shouldered so much of the communist nation's responsibilities in, in, in looking after Johnny Newsman. Yeah. The way he shoots him um, after he punches his friend in his daring, daring and ingenious escape plan. He's just he's sat back in his chair with a glass of whiskey, um, which he helped himself from from Johnny Newsman's cabinet. Uh, he's got one leg over his knee, mm. and his expression is very much meh. Fuck you. <laughs> he just he's got his assault rifle balancing on the leg. Yeah, <laughs> he fires off a couple of lazy rounds. It's cavalier. And, just, <laughs> and then when he's done, he's just all right. That was that. <laughs> back to this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty fucking cool impression of what a communist or soldier might be like. <laughs> oh, oh, we can only dream, you know? <laughs> well, I think that'll just about do it for quick firing. 
uh, we didn't ask the team, did we? <laughs> I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was too too busy having a panic attack over um, Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> Excellent. Just to say, I think we've probably at this stage had enough socially regressive propaganda and cheesy B movies. So let's let's abandon the fifties. And next time we get into this hole, uh, we shall explore the shitty film noir and wartime sleaze of the nineteen forties. Ooh. Ooh, we're getting ever closer to reefer madness. <laughs> we took 160 episodes to go through the 50s, and um, <laughs> it's getting closer. The 50s proved to be a lot more generous cinematically than I had anticipated, but uh, we are now gonna move a little quicker and see if we can get get back to the silent era of shit films soon. Oh, superb! <laughs> Cannot wait for that, my friend. <laughs> In the meantime, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. If you were to watch White House Down and then watch Olympus Has Fallen, <laughs> the two of them together would just about make a good film. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like as as an experience, the two of them, the two, the two of them together are fairly satisfactory. And you yeah. just have to not watch any of the other Has Fallen films. Yeah. Forget Roland Emmerich is is involved in one of them. <laughs> um. Channing Tatum's there. Is it Jamie Fox? Yeah. You got Aaron Eckhart and Jared Butler. Yeah, he says he's going to put his knife in the brain of a of a <laughs> North Korean terrorist, and that's why and, I prefer uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I can't remember <laughs> yeah. where, where the general critical consensus is, but I remember preferring Olympus. Well, the action scenes. I, I preferred Olympus as well. Yeah, <laughs> the tone of White House Down was a bit off for me. Um, yeah, but... they were going for body buddy cop, but without the humor. Right, forty nine percent Olympus. <laughs> White House Down. It's a fresh new take. Um. Oh fuck yeah, me, we that's were... close. Sorry, Olympus has fallen as forty nine percent. White House down fifty one. Two percent in it. We're thinking of doing um, a second episode of Film to Combat, and that yeah. was one of the contenders. Oh god, yeah, it's um, close. Very similar. That would actually be a fairer, <laughs> a fairer match. Um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of. I kind of like the both of them. Yeah. I remember really enjoying Olympus Has Fallen mm. for all of its stupidity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jared Butler's going to put his knife in your brain. Everyone's brain. And he's he put doing it that to this day. Michael C. Hall's brain. Everyone. <laughs> rickety dickety doo. Rickety dickety doo. So speaking of rickety dickety, rickety dickety dickety doo, um, <laughs> my better thing is Night of the Living Dead, George A. Romero's one. I should probably have picked something obscure. Ah. But if you haven't actually seen it, if it just kind of is in your head as a famous movie title, I highly recommend it. I took a friend to see it a few years ago at the BFI. Ah, the BFI. And um <laughs> and it it works really well to a contemporary audience. It's um an effective little tale of global horror explored through a very narrow band of characters. Basically mm. there's a zombie outbreak. It's the first movie that has a recognizable global zombie pandemic, um, in the way that has become so familiar now. Um and it's just a bunch of strangers. They hold up in a um in a house and try and defend themselves from the zombie hordes getting into the house whilst also mm. watching the news. And I think it's the news stuff that really brought it to mind during this film. Because mm. it's just the constant updates, you know, what are the government doing about it? What is causing this? You know, and all of the different anxieties of the time sort of come out to play, including the sort of Cold War anxieties. And a lot of people said that the zombie thing may have been analogous with, you know, yeah. communism, but far more revealing, I think, is the dynamic within the group because Ramiro's whole business is, you know, it's the threats from within that are going to destroy us, not the threats from without. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a really interesting and still very effective film, and 
Just, right. yeah, all of the stuff that makes it maybe dated is just, like, the flavor <laughs> now. it's it, it it emphasizes it even further and makes it an even more enjoyable watch. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That was the one better thing. Mm. All right, Paul. How can people find out about the one good thing? Oh, they can do so by dragging their commie asses to Twitter <laughs> and Facebook, OGT Pod, where we will usually put the call out for the OG team. Yeah. Um, just not for this one. <clears throat> <laughs> We're on all good podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and the rest. You leave us a review if you want. That'd be really nice. Thank you. Um, thanks. Don't mention it. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, let's That'd do this long. again. <clears throat> we are... Um, we also have a Patreon where you can get access to exclusive content for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we just put out a review for The Invisible Man and we're working on another pool's pitch. Yeah. Which I think you'll find will be rather pitchy. <laughs> I am we so are... pitchy in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking pitchy, man. <laughs> and remember, one good thing about Invasion USA is the bit where Chuck Norris destroys a shopping mall. Oh, Love wait. that bit. <laughs>